Congratulations! You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Last week, the Reserve Bank released their monetary policy statement for May. Alongside this statement, the Reserve Bank raised the official cash rate to 2% in an attempt to bring inflation back to within the Reserve Bank's targets. This statement acknowledged global supply chain pressures from COVID-19, including spread prevention measures in China, and the Russian invasion of Ukraine, which is driving surges in fuel and food pricing. In this statement was an interesting caveat, which said, quote, Members agreed that employment is above its maximum sustainable level. End quote. At present, employment is at around three unemployment, sorry, is at around three point two percent, the lowest it's ever been since recording started in nineteen eighty six. In rather confusing messaging, the Labour government has been promoting this low unemployment rate as a good thing, while the Reserve Bank clearly believes otherwise. I'm joined on the phone now by Brian Roper, Associate Professor in the Politics Department at the University of Otago, to break down this announcement. Kia ora, Brian. It's great to have you on the show. Kira Crindon, it's a pleasure. Um, so, Brian, can you explain for me why unemployment being, a low, being so low is a bad thing in the eyes of the Reserve Bank? Um, yeah, well, I think that's a really good question. I mean, there's, uh, it, there are 90... Let, let, so firstly, let's just clear up the figures, right? Because th- you're absolutely right. Three, according to StatsNZ, 3.2% is the official unemployment rate, um, with, which means 94,000 people are officially counted as being unemployed. It's always worth noting that the real level of unemployment is higher than that because the official measure doesn't count discouraged job seekers. Um, So, for example, you can be on the unemployment benefit, but if you haven't actively applied for a job within two weeks of the Household Labour Force survey, you're not actually counted as being officially unemployed. So if you count in discouraged job seekers, um, uh, the um, underemployed, in other words, people who are working part-time but would like to work further hours and so forth, the current level of unemployment is substantially higher Um, than the official um, unemployment rate indicates. The other point to note about this is this is actually the lowest unemployment has been since around 2006-2007 when there was a strong cyclical recovery. Um, uh, And then if we go back further, um, of course... um, you know, for much of the period from 1984 to the present, we've actually had, in reality, mass unemployment. So, you know, it's actually quite remarkable that we have, you know, the Reserve Bank, um, you know, and the Governor of the Reserve Bank and the Monetary Policy Committee all basically saying that, you know, unemployment is um, at, at an unsustainably low level. Now, let, let's just put this in historical context. Um, you know, one of the things I love to do when I'm teaching New Zealand politics at first year level is I get 12 students and I line them up down the front of the lecture theatre and everybody's kind of looking at each other going, God, this is weird, what's he doing here? This is really strange. Um, and then, so I have the 12 of them and then I and then I point at them and I go, you're looking at the total number of people who were counted as being you know, officially unemployed in Aotearoa in 1950. Um, there was a substantial increase in unemployment between 1950 and 1955. In 1955, there were 19 people unemployed in the entire country. Um, now, even allowing for differences in the size of the economy, the labour force and the population, that is a vastly lower rate of unemployment than, than we have um, at the moment. So, so what's going on here? How come we had 
full employment for, for much of the Keynesian era, certainly from 1945 right through to the mid-1970s. And yet today, we have a vastly higher level of unemployment, which the Reserve Bank is now telling us is unsustainably low. So there's, there's something quite interesting going on here. And so, so this unsustainable. What do you? What do they mean by that? Right. So this. So the first thing to make sense of this that you've got to be crystal clear about is that for for, for the period of New Zealand's political history from 1935 right through to 1984, we had a Keynesian policy regime, and this came out of the Great Depression. Uh, and then um, World War Two, and it was a commitment by the government to manage the economy to maintain full employment. And it, it, it was committed to maintaining full employment because it was considered that this was good for economic growth. It indicated that there was a high level of economic growth. It was also good uh, in terms of um, maintaining a more equitable um, distribution of income and wealth within society. And also it was considered that maintaining full employment was really important in terms of looking after some of the most you know, um, relatively deprived and, um, uh, 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 and poverty-stricken um, communities in Aotearoa. So you could basically go a long way to eliminating poverty if you maintained full employment. Um, Maintaining a, a low rate of inflation um, was, 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 was considered of secondary importance to maintaining full employment. And in reality, um, for most of the period from 1945 through to 1974, the rate of inflation was roughly around 5%, significantly higher than it is at the moment. But that didn't matter because the economy in real terms was growing by about 4.5%, um, you know, on average. Um, for most of that period. So during the Keynesian era, there was this commitment to full employment, right, with, with, which meant, in reality, very, very low levels of unemployment. But what happens in 1984 is that, you know, Roger Douglas um, becomes Minister of Finance. Um, the fourth Labour government is elected, and they implement so-called Rogernomics. And then this is followed by the fourth national government, which introduces the Employment Contracts Act, Mother of All Budgets, etc., etc. Now, and, and, and a lot of people are kind of familiar with this, but with the shift in neoliberalism, the objective of full employment becomes is, is abandoned, and there is a um, what becomes legislatively entrenched fixation on maintaining low inflation. Initially, the target was set between zero and two percent. It's subsequently been increased to between one and three percent for the Reserve Bank. Now. In, in all of the stories that get told about this, okay, what actually gets dropped out of the picture is the role of unemployment in all of this. So what we have um, from 1984 to 1999 is a shift towards a broadly monetarist approach to managing the economy. Now, there's an interesting story that was told by a, a very well by a Keynesian economist based at um, Victoria University, Jan Whitwell. And one of the things that she pointed out was that what the Reserve Bank found early on in the neoliberal um, period was that it couldn't directly control the growth of the money supply. Um, the, so monetarists um, held that what, the, what central banks needed to do 
was to control the growth of the money supply in order to squeeze inflation out of the economy. But the Reserve Bank found it couldn't do this. That in the context of a um, deregulated and globally integrated financial order, um, it couldn't control the growth of monetary and credit aggregates or, or the money supply. So what it had to do was, was, but what it could do was price ration the demand for credit by driving up interest rates. So it drove up interest rates um, between 1984 and 1990. They peaked in the low 20s. So, you know, you, you had mortgage rates that, that hit as high as 22% um, by the late 1980s. Now, what this did was it helped to plunge the economy into a deep recession. Um, it, it reached its deepest point around 1991 when unemployment, mass unemployment then headed over 200,000, um, the highest level of unemployment seen the, since the Great Depression of the 1930s. Right Now, the role that unemployment plays here is actually of critical importance right? because essentially what this means is that a certain level of unemployment needs to be maintained because a high level of unemployment it pushes puts downward pressure on wages and therefore helps to keep inflation down. It also, in a way, shifts the balance of power between workers and employers in favour of employers. So this is why maintaining mass unemployment is an absolutely crucial linchpin of the neoliberal policy regime that's been in place in this country since 1984. And so the the goal of the Reserve Bank then to increase unemployment, to push this inflation down, who will bear the brunt of this? The poor and middling folks. Right. And so we should basically, with this goal, see more poor and middling folks resort to the benefit for the sake of business. Yeah, so um, I just have had a look at the... Um, the Treasury's um, economic and fiscal update, which it released in conjunction with the 2022 um, budget. And, and I recommend that your listeners have a look at that. You can download it as a PDF from the Treasury website, and it'll, it'll give the most up-to-date graphs which trace things like you know inflation, unemployment, economic growth, etc., etc. And just they're, they're forecasting quite a steep rise in unemployment to... Not quite double its current level, but certainly over 5% by the end of 2024. So as unemployment goes up, that's going to impact um, most heavily on Pacifica, on Māori, on lower income earners um, who are in in less secure employment. Um, And, you know, so it's not going to be good for inequality. It's not going to be good for the employment uh, security of some of the more vulnerable, um, you know, communities within Aotearoa. It is, however, in the interests of employers, um, and it's 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 also in the interests of um, maintaining uh, low inflation. And so, finally, for you, Brian, instead of pushing for more unemployment basically and increasing the official cash rate what is something that the reserve bank and the government could be doing to help people that are struggling with rising prices inflation and just struggling with the cost of living well what they could be doing is comprehensively rejecting and abandoning neoliberalism which has failed right across the board 
I mean, we, we, we're, we're living in a world that's in crisis. With the pandemic, neoliberalism led to decades of cumulative underfunding of public health systems. We're living with an ecological crisis where neoliberal market-based policy responses have consistently failed to prevent emissions from rising for 30 years now. It has consistently failed to enable workers to actually organise themselves in trade unions and take industrial action in favour of their interests. It has led to a substantial rise in poverty and child poverty. Um, you know, it, it's, and, and it's, it's failed right across the board. It succeeded, of course, for a rich minority at the top of the heap. Um, it certainly worked for the, for the top 5% um, of New Zealanders. It's worked very, very well for them but it hasn't worked at all well for the majority. And it certainly hasn't worked very well for New Zealand's universities and university students, where we've just seen a continuation of underfunding of tertiary education by this government, which has been really disappointing. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. Find more at r1.co.nz.